Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Singapore Sling and Memories of the City-State In 2004, I lived in Singapore for a year as a research scholar at the Department of English Language and Literature at the National University of Singapore. The research grant came from the Asian Scholarship Foundation managed by the peerless Dr. Lourdes Salvador. The generous scholarship was funded by the Ford Foundation, before the Asian economic crisis of 2008 forced the foundation to close shop. I lived in a part of the island called Samay, near a port where ships from foreign countries called. I walked a block to reach the mass rapid transit station, the fast and sleek trains of Singapore which then, and even now, never fail to amaze me. I lived in a three-bedroom unit in an elegant condominium. My two flatmates were fellow Filipinos. Antonio was an engineer, while Roberto was a chef. I was there to do research on Southeast Asian literature. To our left lived a Chinese family, the Kiangs, who sometimes had relatives visiting them. They would play mahjong until the wee hours of the morning. But the clickety-clack of the ivory tiles did not bother me. In fact, they reminded me of my aunts who also played this game. To our right lived an Indian family, and the smell of their cooking, curries, especially kuruma, wafted into my bedroom. But that didn't bother me, either, for I devoured the Indian food in the restaurants near the MRT station. Across from us lived a Malay couple, and they were very quiet indeed. When I first saw the husband, he asked me whether I was Filipino. When I said yes, he said that they have Filipino carpenters in Sabah. But in the Philippines, he sniffed, they claim to be engineers. I just gave him my fake Filipino smile, and closed the door. Mrs. Chung often talked to me. I first met her the day after I had moved in. I was leaving the flat at 9am to go to the university when I saw her entering their flat. I gave her my genuine Filipino smile, and she smiled back. Ah yeah, sorry la. We were noisy last night with Mahjong. I told her why I was not bothered, and she just smiled back. The next week, I met her on my way to the pool to swim. She had just finished swimming, her short hair like a grey cap over her head. What a fine day for swimming, she said. I smiled back at her. Yes, ma'am. Ahia. Just call me Annie La. You remind me of my son who is in Boston. Tall and thin, with glasses. She smiled sadly. How many children, auntie? Only two. John in Boston, and Christine in Sydney. Both are studying. I do hope they come back to Singapore. I'm sure they will, I said, thinking who wouldn't want to come back to Singapore? It had clean and tree-lined streets, and the new trains were cool and always arrived on time. Everything is green here, I thought, everything is measured. Well, you never know with these young ones. They think differently from me and your uncle. Uncle I rarely saw, for he left the flat early and worked long hours at a bank near Clark Key. One day, Auntie invited me to lunch at their flat. She said she had cooked a lot, but their relatives could not come at the last minute, so we should eat up. Her flat had sleek, white furniture from Ikea, and we ate the soft Hainanese chicken she had cooked. We were having tea in delicate, white cups with small blue flowers when she told me what happened in her former flat. One of her neighbors, a tall Chinese woman whose husband also worked in a bank, turned up her nose at everyone. Maybe because her husband is a VP in a bank while mine is merely a senior director, she said, rolling her eyes. The God family lived in the penthouse unit, 
the most expensive flat in the condo where we also used to live. She always snubbed me, and he cackled. But I just ignored her, too. Who cared, right? But one afternoon, I just heard her screaming. What happened? I asked, my cup held in midair. She knocked on my door. She said that she was about to use the loo when she found a snake, a thin, green snake, one foot long, in her toilet bowl. How did it reach the penthouse? Eh yeah. How would I know, la? I suddenly looked outside, at the green and well-trimmed park, at the big trees whose leaves were snipped in one direction only, and wondered where the massive old forests of Singapore had gone. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.